by the way, I was going to tell you, um, be careful with Dagger. I um, overheard her talking with Genesis not so good about you, and I'm, you know, concerned. I just, just watch that whole situation. She makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, but they're my friends. They invited me to work out with them. I mean, I feel you, but I think you should definitely just be cognizant of it, because I feel like she has ulterior motives and doesn't have your best interest. Are you sure? Because I feel like I'm getting some kind of weird vibe off of this. Or are you just being paranoid about the situation? No, not at all. I don't care about them or if you guys are friends, but, you know, you're my partner, so I care about you. Are you sure you're just not being paranoid and thinking that everyone's a bully? What do you mean? You know, just how you're just like always thinking that everyone's a bully out there. And I just don't see the situation being like that. Wow. You got a lot to learn, kid. You know, when we all have our 15 minutes of fame, and I'd like to take a couple of my 15 minutes to talk about the rights and the wrongs in the world of professional wrestling. This match is for the ECW World Heavyweight Championship! Here we go with another episode in review for the WOW Season 4. This is your host, Mr. How are you doing? WOW continues to roll on with their new matches, new episodes, uh, catching up with the uh, the WOW girls and and these uh, new tapings that are happening. And uh, if, I, if I didn't say it before, I'm pretty sure I did, but if I didn't say it before, I have to say now that uh, the, the episodes have been pretty entertaining. They've been pretty enjoyable. Uh, far better. Far better than where they were um, in Season 2 and Season 3. Uh, before we go into that, uh, I do want to make mention of um, a couple of things. Uh, one, I do have a correction. Um, I, I had forgotten something in the last review. Uh, I, I think I, I, I got a... Got confused with uh, the the commentators, or I shouldn't say confused. I forgot. <laughs> Let me just put it out there. I forgot. Stephen Dickey is the commentator, not Dan Masters. So you seeing uh, Dan Masters on screen while they're still commentating going on is not a, a continuity error. That was just an error on my part. Uh, so yeah, you know, I'm not too big to admit that that that, that was a, a clear mistake on my end. So, you know, it, it, it happens. I, I will uh, give that. So, yeah, WOW has been doing well and even doing well in terms of continuity and all that stuff. They've been, they've been keeping things going. So that is the uh, correction from the last review, if you ca happen to hear that. Um, also, you know, let's get some of these plugs out of the way now. If you have not done so, we would appreciate if you went on to Twitter and followed us on WPN Wrestling. At WPN Wrestling, 
which you can find very easily. Also, that is the same handle for uh, us as a website, WPNWrestling.com. So uh, either one of those, we certainly appreciate those who have taken the, the jump to uh, follow us and uh, follow and like in our various platforms, that being Twitter, YouTube, Facebook. Uh, the, the growth does help and uh, we want to continue to be able to do that. So if you uh, haven't done so already, if you're new to it, if you follow us on, on Podbean or whatever platform that you happen to be doing it, uh, please uh, jump on one of those other social media platforms for us and just uh, give us a like or a follow or whatever the case may be. Uh, it helps out a lot. Also, if you have not gotten your trial in on uh, the WPN's Best of Volume 1, uh, that is still going on. You got a free 14 days to sample the goods on uh, that particular video. 14 days, two weeks, where you can go on there. You can, you can click the link on uh, on a, our YouTube channel, which will take you right over to Women's Pro Wrestling Network Plus, and that will give you the the full two hour plus. Uh, video including three bonus matches all hosted by our lovely host april d who's uh kind of carrying the the uh, matches and the stories in between them so you may you definitely want to check that out and again it's free you know what what are you missing how can you not want to take advantage of a freebie a freebie for a solid two weeks half a month that is uh that's good material right there and uh of course if you are checking this out then we're going to ask that you uh stay tuned to our website again a free plug for that wpnwrestling.com because we're going to have some links that are going to pop up there and if you are looking for ways that you can support this channel this endeavor uh that will be one of them by going on to wpnwrestling.com and uh you can uh, do a variety of things actually you can uh drop in a donation and uh, we have a couple of different platforms for that. You can donate on Facebook. You can go to WPNWrestling.com. You can go to our Patreon page, which is our Women's Pro Wrestling Network, and become a Patreon. We just started that up not too long ago. And uh, we're looking to uh, get that, that kind of rolling so we can create a, a central location for donations opposed to having them all kind of scattered out we have we haven't consolidated it yet but we're, we're trying to consolidate it down to that one location so for those that have already begun to do it yeah you could try in that location uh if you haven't done it yet we i would uh, urge you to kind of push over to patreon and search out women's pros and network if you are looking to uh support the show or the show's that come on to our YouTube channel and our Podbean uh, site. We got a couple of different things. Let's just go ahead and put it out there. We got a couple of different things that's going on, a couple of different ways that you can show your support. But, of course, also uh, passing it around, liking and sharing the videos and the audio, that is one of the biggest supports that you can have because when the analytics come in. That gives us the uh, opportunity to to uh, get the sponsors to, to back this thing up because once they know that you're listening, you know, they they are fully happy to support the show. So, that's that. Anyway, now, moving on. What we are reviewing today is episode six, Friends of Foes. Which is, of course, the matchup between the Bully Busters. And they have uh, played this up a little bit. 
following the end of the previous video where Steffi Slays accepts a match on behalf, uh, well, I shouldn't say on behalf of Colleen Schneider in place of Colleen Schneider, who was scheduled to be at the uh, Wild Tapings, but for whatever reason did not appear, and they kind of they seemingly worked that into the story. Well, apparently, or maybe she didn't uh, have any relation to him at all. I don't know. But but we're going to go with the, the storyline version of it, that Colleen Schneider, MMA fighter, did not uh, make it in uh, for whatever reason, and Steffi Slade steps up. But that aside, the episode starts with the Bully Busters working out and Keita Rush warning Steffi about Dagger, like, you know, saying that I basically I overheard them saying some stuff about you, so, you know, be careful about them around them i'm not necessarily sure where that's going because that seemingly came out of nowhere especially when the last thing that we saw with the bully busters was uh steffi slays accepting the match we haven't seen any footage of her hanging around dagger or any of this stuff that's going on so it seems to have come out of the the blue but you know what whatever I, I i can only assume that somewhere next season they're gonna bring this up and uh, retread on on this particular issue that uh, the, you're being naive to uh, to these people that's acting like your friends, and that's that's essentially how the statement comes off. It comes off as Steffi Slaves being naive, and uh, like, what are you talking about? They're my friends, you know. I mean, she she really comes off maybe like a twelve year old there, but uh, <laughs> the segment apparently is there to drive a rift into the team, or at least illustrate the rift go into the team. So we move on, and the commentators are playing up the idea that Steffi and Keita may have issues. And uh, that's not initially apparent. In fact, I would say the match begins as an all-babyface confrontation. There's handshakes and high-fives between the two. And the match in and of itself is essentially uh, a collection of moves and counter-moves. And, and I... For all you wrestling peers out there, because I know a good deal of, of the people that listen to this and come to our channel and uh, listen to these reviews are, are probably more wrestling pure than some of the initial or casual wild viewers are. And, you know, I, I expect that because a lot of you guys like the, the girls on the independent circuit. And if you like the girls on the independent circuit, then you're used to having a strong match. Well, I will say Keita Rush and Steffi Slays actually provided a strong match. Now, that's high praise. That's high praise considering that both of these girls are WOW originals and really have no uh, wrestling background to speak of. Uh, I know that they've worked very hard to kind of maintain their, their spot and uh, uh, get some practice in there. I know they've, they've uh, had this exhibition match. I, I believe they had it on a, uh, on a full MMA a card, the Steffi Slays and, and uh, Keita Rush match did take place someplace else outside of this. So it's not like they were necessarily strangers to each other. They they did have that. And um, as they went on, they, they just kind of did the old game of human chess, as Larry Zabisco used to reference it. And they did a, a good job. And, again, I, I, I can't say enough how – Considering that both of them didn't come from the Indies and that they only really learned wrestling as a part of being 
uh, cast, I should say, into the wild roster, they did fairly well. Uh, McLean references Keita Rush's growth as MMA fighter and and, uh, her being the creator of the Bully Buster movement, all of which is absolutely true. That is a shoot. It's not made up for the show. She, She is and does practice uh, mixed martial arts, and she is the creator of the Bully Buster movement, which is, uh, to some degree, the, part of the reason why she carries the name the Bully Buster and Steffi does it, even though they were the Bully Busters team previously. And that's not to say they don't get back together, but during my interview with her, and you can find that interview on uh, our YouTube channel, just search out Keita Rush interview, and you can hear all about that. Uh, she, even then, she was talking about, you know, she wasn't sure if they were going to come back collectively or not. But she knew that she was going to at least carry the title of the Bully Buster, uh, p- mainly because of the work that she does outside the ring where she kind of uh, uh, she's a big advocate for ending bullying in school, as you know, her her background story. And again, uh, this her background story and Stevie's background story is, is completely legit. Uh, both of them were. Uh, bullied as kids in high school and and that kind of got incorporated into their characters on TV so uh, all of that stuff is is really kind of a nice garnish to the match hearing them bring in more references I love that they have changed that I said it in one of the earlier reviews I said now it is a lot less cartoony than what WoW used to be and they're bringing in a lot more realism into it in terms of the presentation even even the fact that Keita Rush walks in there with in essentially a superhero outfit, it doesn't play into the idea like, oh, well, we got a superhero in the ring. I wonder what planet she came from. They don't do none of that. You know, they they have her be her. And Keita Rush is just the, you know, the name that she wrestles under. And it's the same thing with Steffi Slays. Steffi Slays is just the name that she wrestles under. And they treat them both as athletes. And that's cool. I like that. Uh, the match gets more aggressive, but it does stick to a move and counter move kind of motif. Uh, the end of it comes when Steffi charges Keita. Keita jumps up and applies a body scissors and then transitions that into a go-go palata, or at least it's called a go-go palata initially. It's actually a triangle choke. It's, it was called incorrectly. I think they, they fixed that, that call at the uh, end of the match during the replay. But um, when the end of the match comes, Steffi taps out to the uh, the triangle choke. And it seems like this is the only complaint that I have about the match. So let me, let me put that out. I thought the match was fine. I enjoyed the match. But this is the only complaint. It seems like why I wanted this to be a disputed finish. And uh, if you haven't had the chance to uh, check it out, I would say go and uh, go to W.O. We.com and look up episode six so you can see what I'm talking about. Um, with them wanting it to be a disputed finish, and we we've seen this a number of times in wrestling where the where the submission and the pinfall happens at the same time. Well, <clears throat> it, it looks like they wanted Keto's shoulders to be down and the ref to count three, just as uh, Steffi was tapping out. But what happened there was, and, and let, let me be clear, I, this is just my assumption because of the way that they treated it. But what, what happens here is that when she applies the triangle choke, 
The ref does begin to count three, but he stops when Keita rolls her shoulder up. And they play on the idea that well, the ref couldn't see Steffi tapping out on the other side. And uh, the, the ref, being blinded, has to ask her for, not her permission, but he, he has to ask her, did you give up? Did you give up? And she essentially acknowledges that. She's, she shakes her head, yes, and, and the match is given. So I given Akita. So I don't really understand the idea behind oh, it's such a disputed finish or the controversy that took place but in there. But uh, I'll go into that a little bit later as we go into the uh, the bonus clips that take place. The match was good, the ending was bad. Well, I'll say that. Or the finish was bad. Uh, the following the match, they go to a segment. We have David McClain, Sophia Lopez, Alana Starr. They they all they don't all meet together. David is having dinner or lunch or on a on a in a restaurant, which is like on a boat or a yacht or something like that. And Sophia Lopez and Alana Starr essentially crash his lunch. And uh, this is the segment where we are explained through Sophia Lopez and Alana Starr that they have outmaneuvered him. They, they've uh, Managed to secure a title match for Lana who and whomever she designates as her substitute. Because the first thing David McClain says is that you can't have the match. You're hurt. We've already talked about this. You, you know, I've talked to your doctor. You're injured. You can't. There's no way that you can step into the ring, and I'm not signing for it. Well, this is where Sofia Lopez and Lana present him with the, the contract. And she says, well, you know, you didn't go back through the contract after you gave it to me. She had essentially she's had some amendments added into it, which states that if she is unable to defend or wrestle for the championship for any reason, she would be able to name her replacement. And again, Good on them is that it explains exactly how Amber O'Neill, the Beverly Hills babe, now as they call her, gets the title match. This is how she gets the title match. So now David is kind of dumbfounded. He's saying, oh, man, you know, this, you, you, you pulled a fast one on over me. It's a well-produced segment. It, it's shot well. Is is you know, for the... For what they have to do inside the scene is acted well. I really didn't have a problem with uh, with many of the girls acting badly, except for maybe one. And uh, I'll I'll get into that on the on the next one because she doesn't appear here. Um, but it's well produced. It's well produced stuff. The last segment that happens on this particular episode is with Jesse Jones and Selena Majors, who some of us. Wrestling fans know as Jesse Bell Smothers and Bambi from back in the day, but they are collectively known on WOW as Southern Pride. And what they're doing, of course, we, we saw uh, Selena Majors pick up Jesse Jones uh, the last episode and take her back to, you know, take her out to eat. You know, I think they went to Denny's. And now she's taking her out to this little location that she found uh, that reminds her of the South. And they're shooting cans and, you know, just, just having fun. And then they go into cutting a promo on Riot's Girls, telling them that, you know, that we're going to teach you guys respect about, you know, the, the business and all that good stuff. The one thing I don't understand in this, and maybe somebody else can watch it and explain it to me, <laughs> but the one thing I don't understand is why Selena keeps putting Jesse into the same age category as her. 
I mean, I know she's not literally saying that. Yeah, Jesse's the same age as she didn't literally say that. But on a couple of occasions there, she keeps implying it by saying, yeah, when we got into the business, it wasn't like that. I was like, well, what do you mean we got to the business? And I'm not trying to put Selena's age or anything out there. You know, I'm certainly not knocking that. But she says it herself at a, at a later episode. Selena's about 50 years old. And Jesse's not close to that. <laughs> In fact, by the time Selena was probably 20, Jesse was probably just being born. So, I, you know, I don't know. All, all of that to say is that, you know, I, I enjoy the promo. I, I like how she's doing it. I just didn't really get this this whole idea of, of putting her into the same, essentially same age bracket. I could understand it if she said, hey, Jesse Jones grew up in a wrestling family and she understands what it's about. Her her dad taught her respect for the business and I and, you know and that's why I like her. That's why I called her out here. That's why she's on my side. That's why we're part of Southern Pride together because she was brought up the right way. That I could believe because it's it's true. She was brought up in the wrestling family. She's the the daughter of Tracy Smothers. And that right there alone puts her into a you know a, a different category. But uh, maybe it's just a slip of the tongue. Maybe maybe they want you to believe that they're the same. I don't know. that. But there's no possible way that you could buy that. <laughs> but in any case, that is how the show ends. It's, the show ends setting the stage for Southern Pride to step in the ring with uh, Riot's Girls. Uh, on the next episode and uh, all in all the episode was fine yeah, I mean, even the match I, like I said the, the the finish of the match wasn't the best because it didn't seem like it was worked out the way that they wanted to but it still was a was a fun match between the two of them and man you gotta say considering the fact that they are wild original girls they really stepped it up a notch, and and that may be because you got so many indie girls as there now that you got you got to pull your weight. And the Keita Rush and Stephanie Slays for for two wild girls, two wild originals to be in there with the other wild original and not have another indie girl in there to kind of uh, carry the load for them. I, I thought they did a fantastic job. I just wish the ending. I, w- I wish the finish would have been a little bit more smooth or made a little bit more sense. The bonus clip p- continues to play up on the controversy between the Bully Busters. Um, they, they show footage of the tap out and uh, Dan Masters is talking to the referee who was in question. And he's, and he's explaining himself. He's saying, well, I was going to count her shoulders down and uh, but she just let let go of the hole, and I didn't understand what was going on, and uh, I couldn't see the tap out on the other side. But then I asked her, and she and I determined that it must have been a tap out, you know. So I rang the bell and awarded the match to the key to rush. With him saying all that, I didn't understand. I was like, well, what's the controversy? If you went through all of that and you determined that she must have tapped out following all of this stuff, where does the controversy lie? Again, that you know, and not. This is this is bonus footage. It's not necessarily co- connected directly to that main episode, but it's supposed to explain the whys behind what's going on, and and it didn't seem to explain it to me. I I, I would have rather them just 
knocked off the bonus episodes or the bonus clips altogether, or at least that one. The second one was okay. The second one actually seems like it serves a point. Uh, the second one has Dan Masters interviewing Steffi as she's walking out of what looks like a kitchen, but they, they say it's a locker room. <laughs> so And she's basically complaining about losing to an, an MMA-style hold, uh, which is another thing I don't necessarily get because it's wrestling. Uh, you know, uh, what hold in wrestling is illegal to where she wouldn't be able to apply it? The whole reason that she had to move in is because it's a submission hold and I could put you out with it. And wrestling has incorporated these things for some time now. I mean, we just saw it not all that long ago with Shane McMahon versus AJ Styles. If you haven't and you're on the WWE Network, just shame on you. You should you should go check out that match. But uh, it, it makes her seem like, you know, a, a bit of a sore loser to me. And I'm sure that's not exactly what they wanted to pass off. I know they probably wanted more sympathy out of the viewer to Stephanie for her plight of having tapped out and her friend becoming aggressive with her. Uh, well, the match, you know, they progressively got aggressive in the match between the two of them on their own. So I, I didn't see where the problem was. The last thing that happens is as she's explaining all this, Keita walks out and uh, seems pretty nonchalant about the whole deal that, well, okay, yeah, you lost. I thought we had a great match. What's the problem? Steffi goes in to saying, well, you know, I, I didn't think you would do me like that. I mean, this is a verbatim. But more or less she's saying, I didn't think you would do me like that and you didn't even check on me to see if I, would, you know, if I could talk. Keita more or less turns to her and says, well, I knew you wouldn't be able to talk. It's kind of suggesting that, well, I put the hole on you and I choked you out. Of course you wouldn't be able to talk. So what are you asking me for? And then she just walks off. So they leave the sea kind of planet that there's trouble in paradise, if you will, and and that uh, there could be a rift in the team of the Bully Busters because they're getting kind of antsy with each other. But... I, I completely side with Keita Rush on this. I, I don't see where the, the the issue lies. I don't see what the problem was. You, you asked for this match. And, and we're, we're talking all storyline here. Steffi Slays asked for the match. She volunteered to step into the ring against Keita Rush, who was training to get in the ring with another MMA fighter, or at least MMA style of a fight. They have the match. Nothing illegal takes place in it. She didn't hold the tights or hit it with a chair or, you know, remove the turnbuckles or or anything else that you could constitute as being illegal in the match. But Steffi is still going on about, how could you do that to me? And it makes us seem, you know, again, naive, weak, complaining or whatever. However you choose to define it. I, I found it very easy to side with Keita Rush on this one. Very easy. So, you know, that was pretty quick. That is uh, episode six in a nutshell. It is worth watching uh, if you are a WoW fan. And I can only assume that you are. If you are looking at, a, or not looking at, listening to this. But, I mean, you may be looking at it because you might be catching us on YouTube. So, let's get all of this stuff out. If you are 
listening to this on any of the various platforms that were mentioned earlier in the show, uh, whether that be uh, a link on Facebook or, or YouTube channel, you got the audio version on, on Podbean or on iTunes, Google Play, uh, wherever you have it, we appreciate your support. Um, we appreciate you taking time to listen to it. You can drop us a like and leave a review if you can. If you have any statements about the while after you watch this particular episode, please leave them below or whatever platform you have to be on. I'd love to read it. Uh, I'd love to hear your opinions about you know how WoW has transitioned. Uh, do you think that is for the best that they have up their presentation? And have people looking at this as a little bit more of a wrestling promotion opposed to uh, just a TV show that just happens to have wrestling in it. So, that's it folks. That that covers the, the full review of episode 6, Friends or Foes. Be sure to uh, catch us on the next one when I do episode 7, A Matter of Pride, which will feature... Southern Pride taking on Riot's Girls, Spike and Razor. And, a, and they have some uh, segments in that episode that are going to be worth talking about as well. So, that's it, folks. Thank you for taking the time to tune in. Be sure to click the link for the MP3 if you need to listen to this on the go and download it. We, you know, or, or if you have a Podbean app, just go on to Podbean and subscribe to us right there. Easy, easy stuff. So, from me to you, thank you for listening, folks. Be sure to support us on our various platforms and various venues. I do appreciate it. And so long, everybody. Thank you for listening to the WPN's Rights and Wrongs of Pro Wrestling. If you have questions or comments, please contact us via our Facebook or our YouTube channel at the Women's Pro Wrestling Network. If you're new to the WPN, feel free to subscribe to our channel and like our page. We appreciate your support. Thank you again for listening.